lifting heads. The word naso that gives its name to this week's parasha is a verb of an extraordinary range of meanings, among them to lift, to carry, to forgive. Here, though, and elsewhere in the wilderness years, it's used in conjunction with the phrase et rosh, the head, to mean to count. Now, this is an odd way of speaking because biblical Hebrew is not short of other verbs meaning to count, among them limnot, lispol, lifkod, and lachshov. Why then not use one of these verbs? Why not simply say count instead of lift the head? The answer takes us into one of the most revolutionary of all Jewish beliefs. If we're each in the image of God, then every one of us has infinite value. We are each unique. Even genetically identical twins share only approximately 50% of their attributes. None of us is substitutable for any other. This may well be the single most important consequence of monotheism. Discovering God, singular and alone, our ancestors discovered the human individual, single and alone. This wasn't simply, this was simply not of value in the ancient world, nor is it one in tyrannical or totalitarian societies today. The ruler might be deemed to have infinite value, so might some of the members of his or her court, but certainly not the masses, as the word mass itself implies. Most people were simply regarded as part of a mass, an army, a workforce, a gang of slaves. What mattered was their total number, not their individual lives, their hopes and fears, their loves and dreams. That's the image we have of Egypt of the pharaohs. It's how the sages understood the builders of Babel. They said that if a brick fell from the tower, they wept, but if a worker fell and died, they paid no attention. Almost 100 million people died in the 20th century in Stalin's Russia, Mao's communist China, and Cambodia under the Khmer Rouge. We serve such regimes that people became just numbers. And that is what the terror is rejecting as a matter of supreme religious principle. At the very moment when one might maximally be tempted to see people as just numbers, namely when taking a census like here, the Israelites were commanded to lift people's heads, to raise their spirits, to make them feel that they counted as individuals, not numbers in a mass, ciphers in a crowd. In the course of my life, I've had several deep conversations with Christians And there's one aspect of Judaism that they find very difficult to understand. The conversation usually turns to the central figure of Christianity. And I'm often asked, do I believe that he was the son of God? I do indeed, I reply, because we believe that every Jew is a son or daughter of God. What Christianity applies to one figure in its faith, we apply to everyone. Where Christianity transcendentalizes, Judaism democratizes. My conversation partners often think I'm being evasive, finding a polite way to avoid answering the question. In fact, though, the opposite is true. The first words God commands Moses to say to Pharaoh were, B'ni b'chori Yisrael, my child, my firstborn Israel. In Devarim, Moses reminds the children, B'ni matem l'ashem elokechem, you are children of the Lord your God. Beloved are Israel, said Rabbi Akiva, for they are called God's children. One of the key fa- phrases of prayer, Ovinu Malkenu, our father, our king, encapsulates this in two simple words. We are all royalty. We're each children of the king. 
To be sure, this isn't the only metaphor for our relationship with God. He's also our sovereign and we are his servants. He's our shepherd and we are his sheep. These evoke more humility than the image of parent and child. And what's more, when God saw the first human without a partner, he said it is not good for man to be alone. The Torah is thus signaling one of the defining tensions of all human life. We're independent, but we're also interdependent. Our thoughts and feelings belong to the I, but much of our existence depends on being part of a we. Despite its unprecedented estimate of the individual, Judaism is at the same time an irreducibly communal faith. There is no I without the we. The Hasidic master, Rabbi Simcha Bunim of Pshiska, nicely summed up the Jewish approach to the value of a life. He said that we should each have two pockets. In one, we should place a piece of paper with the words, for my sake was the world created. In another, should be the words, I am but dust and ashes. We're unique. We each have non-negotiable dignity and inalienable rights. But in and of ourselves, we're nothing. Our greatness comes not from us, but from God. That is the dialectic of life in the conscious presence of our mortality and God's eternity. The point being made by the Torah, though, is that what matters is not how we see ourselves, but how we see and treat and behave others towards others. The world is not short of self-important people. What it's short of is those who make other people feel important, who lift their heads. I'll never forget the occasion when Prince Charles, at a banquet given by the Jewish community, spent as much time talking to the young schoolchildren who came to sing in a choir as he did to the great and good among the guests, or when he came to a Jewish primary school and lit Hanukkah candles with the children, giving each the chance to tell them, tell him who they were and what the festival meant to them. That, at least in Britain, is what royalty is and does. Members of the royal family make other people important. That's their work, their service, their role. It's the true meaning of royalty. Watching them, you understand Rabbi Yochanan's fine instinct, that insight that greatness is humility. You also understand Ben Zoma's axiom, who is honoured, one who honours others. The challenge that emerges from the way the Torah describes taking a census is that we must lift people's heads. Never let them feel merely a number. Make those you meet feel important, especially the people whom others tend to take for granted. The waiters at a communal meal. The woman who takes your coat in a cloakroom. The shamas in the synagogue. The people doing security duty. The caretaker. The most junior member of the office team and so on. Make eye contact. Smile. Let them know you don't take them for granted. You appreciate them. They matter as individuals. For this is the life-changing idea. We are as important as we make other people feel. Shabbat Shalom.